And welcome back to another episode of the Geeks and Turns. It's me, your boy Eli, without hey. my hat. And it's me, Joe. Don't worry, I'm going to put a hat on in a minute. But anyways, um, I don't know why I said that. For the other listeners, they're not going to notice that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, whatever. I'll put it on anyway. Um, but uh, we're back to talk about more What If. We're having a very marvelous, marvelous uh, series of episodes coming out soon. Because uh, of this, we're talking about Shang-Chi. Yeah. Not not this episode, but the next episode. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, by the time uh, by the time of recording, uh, Shang-Chi isn't out yet. It'll be out uh, probably... Next week. Next week, yeah. So. And, uh, and the following week, we'll have ourselves something to talk about. Shang-Chi. Hopefully, we can get Kelly Megan, because he really is excited for that movie. Yeah. And, obviously, we are, too. And, but before that, we got to talk about What If? Episodes 2 and 3. Um, I think right now this is probably their most creative uh thing they've come out with, Marvel Studios. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that's sort of the whole point of, of what if. I think, you know, obviously, the premise itself is just sort of like doing a lot of uh, exploring a, like a what if scenarios of various things, and I think, uh, obviously, the first episode uh sort of took a bit more of a uh. Sort of like a, a very safe route. Yeah, I guess yeah, very sort of safe uh, route in terms of what if Peggy Carter, uh, you know, took the Super Soldier Serum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these two episodes are definitely more, I, I, I would say, kind of out there. Especially the third episode. Yeah, and I will say it's it's interesting that we're talking about that because like I had a conversation with someone uh, the other day who started watching What If, and they haven't seen most of the um, MCU films. So when he saw the first episode, he he didn't have much of an attachment to it. He felt like he was missing out on some stuff, and he wanted to eventually check out the the movies that's inspired by. Um, but he felt like it was all right. It just it's because the thing is like you know, we know who Perry Carter is. You don't really have to you know emphasize her character at all. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I think you know people who aren't don't know maybe check out i mean it sucks that you have to do kind of a bit of homework but that might be more of him than anyone else though right i'll i will i will say that but going into this now we are we're talking about these two episodes um the first episode the the first of the two um what if t'challa became star lord Mm -hmm. and essentially the whole premise of the what if is that what if you know yondu wasn't the one to pick up uh, Peter Quill. It was his lackeys, and they ended up picking up T'Challa by accident. Yeah, and uh, Yandu's very much like, you idiot, don't you realize these two look completely different? It's like, eh, whatever. We found him near like this weird you know, signature. I mean, if he's not like uh, who the person we're looking for, then clearly, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, to them, all humans look alike, which, I don't know, I, I guess it's kind of funny. Uh, but, no, the main... I, it's sort of it's just, even funny because it's coming from that one guy who actually looks human. Yeah, yeah, it's not coming from a taser face or any other of the yeah. aliens on board of the Ravengers. But, uh, yeah, T'Challa, as well, is very much sort of, uh, I guess, expresses like his want to sort of explore, you know, see mm-hmm. the outside world. So yeah, he, so he went eventually wants to like leave uh, Wakanda and you know explore the world, kind of stuff, and you know because since Yondu and them that got him, they're like you know what, Ken, we like you, 
taking you with us. Yeah, and that's sort of where uh, you know he's T'Challa does become Star Lord, and uh, he's a uh, better Star Lord. Yeah, he's he's definitely seen. He's definitely a better Star Lord in mm-hmm. that everybody knows who he is, and he's uh, sort of seen as a galactic hero of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they recreate the scene from the first, uh, like the opening from the uh, first Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, we have uh, oh Jesus, I, I, I I'm gonna look up his name real quick. Yeah, go for it. But but you keep but the going. Guy, the guy the guy who's known for saying like, uh, who when Star Lord names his name, he actually knows T'Challa is Star Lord, and he really like fangirls out the whole time. He's like, oh my God, you're Star Lord, the the Star Lord, and he gets you know he's all full of emotions, and then T'Challa's like, no, no, dude, it's, it's okay, man, just chill, like. Yeah, I'm sorry, but like, just, just, just relax. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. Like, like some kind of you know a, a guy would do with a, uh, uh, what I would imagine if Chadwick Boseman was still with us would do whenever he meets like a fan. But essentially, you know, they fight for a bit. You know, he, uh, the guy makes a note that any chance I can join you guys, like, uh, you know, like you guys got an opening. But Chadwick's like, nah, no, nah, we don't. But later on, he's like, you know what? Come with us, and you know he's part of the crew now, and they're doing all this cool stuff, and we're really also hearing the stories of how T'Challa essentially became like Korath, by the way, Korath, Korath. Yeah. Okay, um, you know, detailing the the events that he's been a part of, uh, the good that he's done, the lives he saved, all the uh, the stuff that he prevented, and weirdly enough, and this is what I'm saying, like. This is this is the this is something I wish the what if was about. I'm not saying that the, the story that we got was bad, because I genuinely enjoyed the story. Um, T'Challa convinced Thanos not to wipe out half the universe. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we we have Thanos just showing up. He's part of the Ravengers, and he's sort of like, like uh, I'm cool now, guys. Don't worry about it. But I mean, you know, listen. My, my plan, though. A plan. Is, still, kind of. When you really think about, it, it's like, ah, oh, here we go again. Thanos. Oh, silly Thanos. Oh, silly Thanos wanting to wipe out half the universe. You know, wanting to commit genocide. He's like, no, 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 no. It's not genocide. It's just efficient. Yeah. It's like, oh. I mean, that's the joke. And they at least play that off like three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I do kind of agree with you. Not not in terms of like just an entire what if episode just based on that. But just like, I just kind of want to like, you want to like see that well, scene well, yeah, go down because like a lot of people especially like like i know a lot of people that really like love infinity war but they would they said like man they kind of wish they would have a scene where like someone was arguing to to thanos like hey your plan isn't really that good you know they can counter it and like you know have basically a full-on debate but uh i mean i've always argued that that wouldn't make any sense because he's known as the mad titan like it, you can't reason with him even if like he is mad for suggesting such a thing, and he is mad for going through it, despite the fact that he there is probably a better solution. Like everyone's like, why doesn't he just like you know snap uh, twice to space and twice to resource? And uh, I'm like, like yeah, but then he wouldn't be the Mad Titan. Like he wouldn't be the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. The fact that he wants to snap half of the universe is the reason why he's the villain. Now, granted, I still would have loved to see T'Challa convince him, like, hey, man, hey, 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 take a seat. Let's suck this out. 
Yeah, I mean, that is, like, an inherently interesting scene to see happen. Um, and we also, you get to see Nebula as well. With blonde hair. And I don't know, it's just, I don't know, just something about the color of it or the way it looks. Just Nebula with hair just feels really weird to me. Not saying Nebula with hair is a bad thing, because I've always known her with the, with the blue hair. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, it's just, I don't know, something about this. I don't know, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, yeah, it is a little weird, but basically Nebula is here to uh, to sort of propose to to T'Challa. Cha cha. Yeah, she does call him Cha cha. I want to see why. That's the reason. I mean, there's probably a, a good explanation for that. Um, but, but we don't have time for that explanation because we have to go to the point, to the plot. Yeah, because you know, uh, Nebula's like, hey, you know, uh, I want to plan a heist. The collector, who's now this big bad boss, now that Thanos is no longer bad uh, in the universe, uh, the collector has the seeds of uh, Genesis, I believe they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that can uh, basically just sprout plant life and help produce food for like thousands of worlds and stuff. You know, sort of end hunger on a lot of different worlds. And you know, Nebula's like, let's get this. All right, this is probably going to be the biggest uh, job we got. And uh, Yandu uh, is like, uh, no, Wait, we can't go up against the collector. That dude's crazy. All right, he's 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 like a psychopath. But like, you know, the child's like, hey, yeah, but you know, let's, let's fuck it, let's go for it. Yeah, like, listen, this is our, this is what we do. All right, we help people. Right. Like, I actually remember that. Uh, sort of. Uh, Yandu's like, all right, I get. It. We're like, you know, that one dude that, that from the stories on. Your your planet, uh, Robin, whatever, like Robin Hood. Well, yeah, same thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, Yandu's very much like oh, I can't say no to you, kid. All right, all right, let's do this. Let's 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 come. You've worn me down. Yeah. Really. So basically, the Ravengers, uh, plan a distraction, to, uh, you know, to distract the Black Order, who now works for the Collector, while, uh. Nebula, Yondu, go in with the Chala in a crate to like sort of be like, ah, oh, we got something to sell to you, uh, collector. And through the distraction, T'Challa will be able to escape, escape, uh, and uh, try to find the seeds of Genesis. But he does get a little lost because, frankly, the collector's collection is huge. It's yeah, hot. yeah, it's just gigantic. He runs into Howard the Duck, who's like. Can you lead me through? And he's like, yeah, sure, but let me just get a drink. Yeah, yeah, which is, it is nice uh, to see uh, Howard. Good old Howard. Like, get a bit more of just, like, a one-liner and, like, maybe a couple cameos. Like, actually have, like, a bit more of a speaking role. Mm. You know? Wish it was more. Yeah, because, he again, you know, he's only there for a couple seconds Mm. or whatever. Um, But, yeah, we... uh, we the Black Order, uh, Proxima right specifically, is sort of like realizes that. Wait, wait a minute, Ravengers, Thanos, this is all a decoy. You know, seal up the collection, right? And uh, the Chala realizes, man, I gotta get somewhere safe. I need so that I can find these seeds of Genesis. Uh, but then he stumbles across a Wakandan spaceship. And it turns out, because like the whole idea was that. Well, the whole thing was that Yon was like, yeah, we wanted to return you home, but it turns out Wakanda's, like, all gone now. Uh, turns out that wasn't entirely true. And now, um, 
what really happened was that they've been out looking for him the whole time and even going into space to find T'Challa. Yeah, even leaving, uh, there's even a message from his uh, father being like, T'Challa, if you're out there, I hope you're doing fine. You know, like, you're like the brightest star out of a million, of million stars. You know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And T'Challa is very sort of angry about it. And, you know, he gets even more angry because, plot twist, Nebula double crosses uh, T'Challa and hands him over to the Collector. And all the Ravagers in uh, T'Challa are sort of stuck in a bit of a jail cell. T'Challa gets a little uh, angry with Yondu for lying to him. Yondu is pretty much uh, like, Hey, listen, you wanted to explore the stars. I gave you that. Like, Your place is here with us, your family. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not my family, you know? Yeah. And the Collector pretty much has plans for T'Challa just to be part of his collection. Although he does get a little bit annoyed by him and has a... Yeah, screw it. Let's just decide, dissect them, right? But they're like, why? Let's just, you know, just dissect them and sell his body for parts or whatever. I don't, mm. know, I don't care anymore. Uh, but it tur- uh, but meanwhile, uh, Nebula turns out to actually he pulled the triple cross. Ah, yes. The, 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 the classic triple cross. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, and it turns out, like, um... Nebula, I don't know why I blanked out on her name for a second. Mm. Um, I had already talked about this with T'Challa because she apparently already knew that the Collector actually wanted T'Challa all along. And sort of her and uh, T'Challa uh, worked out a plan, you know, so that way they could be able to get the, the seeds of Genesis. Yes. And so uh, T'Challa has a fight with uh, uh, the Collector as the others escape. With the Black Order on their tail and stuff. And we see the Collector uh, has uh, sort of these little uh, gauntlets that allow him to like sort of call up a bunch of like relics he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he uses those to help fight. I mean, he's also super buff, so... It just... Really buff? Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Like, they really designed... They, they really went out with his buff design. He's even got like a whole... That whole robe. Where it doesn't really cover him much, but it's just like... Yeah, but you can see my abs, though. Yeah, it's a fur coat. Abs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really letting it out. Uh, he even pulls out a Hell's Helmet. Hell, yeah. Hell's Helmet. Uh, and just starts chucking all those... Uh, Magic swords, yeah. Yeah, at him. And uh, Yandu shows up to help. And they both tag team him into a submission. Yeah, and they sort of lock him up in his own little cell while, uh, I forget her name. It's the uh, collector's Karina. assistant. Yeah, yeah. She very much, much like in the, uh, original Guardians of the Galaxy, where she very much doesn't like being a servant. A servant to the collector. Sort of does the same thing. But instead of using, say, the Power Stone or whatever to explode herself on accident, and she lets everybody out of their cells, and they all sort of, uh, get some little, uh, one on one with the collector. Mm. And uh, yeah, everybody sort of uh, you know Yandi. By the way, you forgot to mention that Thanos tries to one v all the whole uh, black the Black Order. Well, it's I think it's uh, it's the big guy. I forget yeah. his name. And Proxima Midnight because the other was all get uh, taken out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he gets a little help from Nebula. Which, by the way, they were like not a not in that talking terms. Those two. 
Yeah, because, you know, they still aren't really, like, you know, mm -hmm. that great on terms. And, uh, you know, Thanos sort of showing that he wants to protect his daughter and Nebula going back to help him. You know, mm -hmm. it's a nice, I guess it is sort of, like, a nice little moment of, like, oh, they're bonding again. Mm -hmm. Right? But, you know, the episode ends with them going back to, um, to Wakanda and, like, celebrating the return of the... I want to say Prodigal Son. Yeah, the Prodigal Son. And uh, them just, you know, exchanging stories. Like, here and there. And, like, Than another person being like, Thanos, I'm pretty sure you just want to do genocide. No, 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 it's not genocide. Why does everybody keep saying that? It's no. going to be efficient. It's not genocide if it's random. <laughs> it's just efficient. And, and I find it funny how Nebula is like, Dad, like, shut up. Why not? Sí. Como los tres vamos o dos cincuenta? Uh, quiero si entrar a las tres y media, ¿verdad? Ah, tres y media. Uh, como los dos, las tres, ya. Okay, bye. And uh, it's you know, basically it's like a whole family reunion kind of thing. It's these two families that uh that the child has has you know brought together. Uh, who, who he's made with. And, you know, the, the episode, you think ends there, but turns out no. <laughs> yeah, there is one last bit, obviously, uh, where uh, Ego, who, if you recall, was the one to tell Yondu to go find Peter. And those other kids. Yeah. Uh, decides to show up uh, and find Peter Quill, who's working at, like, a fast food restaurant. It, was it Dairy Queen? I don't know. I want to say it was Dairy Queen. It's funny, because it's the same one that were... Um, at the beginning of, of Guardians 2, you know, Ego took his, his uh, Peter's mom to go for that flower. Hmm. Yeah. It's Let's right around it. there. Uh, but, yeah. Um... That's where it ends. Because it's like... Because even the Watcher's like, yeah, no, these guys are screwed. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the Watcher very much just like... he, I think he even says like, yep, and this will lead to uh, probably the end of the this world. Because, uh, yeah, uh, Ego's plan probably gets put into action, and sadly, uh, uh, T'Challa isn't able to stop it in time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I will, that's, why, that's why I think I, I, I do sort of like this episode, because even if, it, if there is like a, oh yeah, this is like, so, this is like a slightly better universe in terms of like, oh, Thanos isn't going to, you know, go through his plan. Everything seems, sort of seems better out here in space and stuff. However, just because we got rid of one cosmic villain does not mean that a whole bunch of other ones aren't out there about to. No, no. You know, of course not. It's 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 because it, like it's one of those like you get one like just because you got rid of this one person doesn't mean like yeah, the the whole thing is gone. You know, it's there's still it's a power vacuum kind of situation. You know, you had Thanos, then you had um, the Collector, now you have Ego. Yeah, and with Ego being a, a fucking planet, you know, that's going to be hard to take down. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you have to go inside of him, remember? Yeah, and even then, uh, they have to have Peter help out, because, you know, he was, mm -hmm. you know, part Ego. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's where this uh, episode ends, and, uh, yeah, it's a very good episode. It's a very good episode. Though I feel like again, for me, I feel like it's it, it needed to be a little more interesting. I'm not saying it was. I say like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. 
Um, but it does kind of slag it through the middle, in my opinion. Uh, not not to say that, you know, it's inherently a bad, again, not a bad episode. I think, I think it made sense and told a very good story. But it just slogged a little bit there. Um, Chadwick's Bozeman acting uh, voice role was pretty good. Yeah, he 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 was probably the one of the better ones that we're gonna see so far in this in in this series, and you know it was great to see him again as T'Challa. Um, sadly, he's no longer with us, but you know, this is this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the episode? No, I liked it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I guess I kind of understand what you mean by uh, not being as interesting. Because uh, for me, it feels like it meanders a little bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I said, it's still a pretty good episode. It's still a good episode. Yeah, I, like for me, I think what may what I feel, what I feel like saves it is sort of that ending mm-hmm. where it's like, <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, T'Challa as Star Lord has changed a bunch of events mm-hmm. in the MCU, but yeah, we still have this one thread. Like you know, this was like that. Oh, this ripple effect of, mm. of consequences and choices that is gonna screw screw us over. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's very much sort of like a, uh, like a oh wow moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's still like I said, it's still a pretty enjoyable episode. Um, not saying if you don't, that's you know whatever. But it's it's I feel like it's generally a good episode. Um, but now we head on to the third episode, which, um, it's the best one they have, dude. <laughs> that was a fun-ass thing they did. Like, holy shit, that was crazy. Yeah, this one, I think, definitely really, like, goes into, like... Like, like the first two, um, it was, the first episode was really like, okay, this is, this is us, like, you know, sending you in, you know? To the idea of, oh, what if, mm-hmm. right? And the second episode's like, okay, now now you know, how, this is how crazy we can get. Third episode, okay. Chains is off, balls to the wall, let's go. Yeah. Let's do something insane. Yeah, because this, uh, this, this episode... Um, it was a whodunit. Yeah, because it's a, uh, it's, it's a murder mystery where... Mm-hmm. A lot of the Avengers candidates, candidates, because this takes place before the first film, the first Avengers movie. Yeah, this is in between uh, during Iron Man two, uh, Thor, and Incredible Hulk, which mm-hmm. in the timeline all take place within the span of a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is actually can- canon too. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, so it's uh, pretty much all Iron Man and uh, Thor, Hulk. Uh, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and any other character that was up for the Avengers initiative. Um, but essentially, it starts off from the one scene from Iron Man 2 where he's eating from a donut. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Iron Man's going through his whole, like, you know, I'm about to die phase. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the movie, he gets injected with something to cure him. Turns out it actually kills him. Yep. And uh, Black Widow is sort of put under arrest by Shield because she was the one that gave him the uh, the serum. Mm-hmm. But Nick Fury obviously is like, this is weird. I, you wouldn't, I, 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 do not think you would have gone out of your way to kill Stark. This mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah. I need you to figure this out mm -hmm. while uh, I go handle other things, which, you know, includes uh, finding Thor's hammer and uh, seeing Thor. Mm. By the way, we get Coulson back. Yeah, Coulson's back. You know, he's sort of just hanging out. Yeah, I'm being weird. As usual. Mm -hmm. Um... We we uh we see, uh you know the recreation of what happens in the first Thor movie. You know he goes to the site, and uh, Hawkeye has a shot on. You know he's up in his little canopy with his arrow ready to go, you know just in case he needs to fire. But he was told to like hold up, hold it. Oh yeah, you know just you know hold your fire, Clint. I want to see what happens here. But his arrow goes off, and Clint is legit like I didn't shoot that arrow. But he didn't have, and we'll talk about this. But like, he it's clearly looked like he was shot the arrow. One because you know he's Hawkeye, he's bow and arrow. But you see the arrow like no longer in his hand. How did that arrow that was in his hand get into Thor? Yeah, and they sort of lock him up too, mm -hmm. and he's very distraught. He's like, I, I, I never, like misfire. I never, just, you know, that's not me. I, I can never do that. And you know. Uh, Nick Fury wants to talk to him, just sort of explain, like, right, like what happened, Clint. All right, I need you. To, I need you to tell me what happened here. But when he gets in there, he sees Clint stumped over, and it turns out Clint's Hawkeye, dead. Yeah, Hawkeye is dead. <laughs> he is dead. And uh, now it's like now Nick Fury's pretty much just like that's three Avengers candidates dead. Yeah. Well, technically, because he he wasn't even exactly sure about Thor, but. They do talk about how he basically is a thousand years old. You know, they, they see in his blood samples and stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, like, he's very confused because he, he doesn't think Clint committed suicide because he had a family. Like, there's no reason he would ever do that. Mm -hmm. It's like, this doesn't add up. I need to figure things out. Meanwhile, Black Widow has gone to Betty Ross. Which, I'm surprised they remembered her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it, I'm pretty sure it's not the same actress no, voicing her. No, uh, but but slightly it's, different design too. Slightly, I'm assuming just you know because we yeah. do see Mark Ruffalo here as yeah uh, you know instead of uh, Edward Norton, so mm -hmm. you know, it's probably to coincide with that as well. Um, but yeah, Blackwell is here to talk to Betty Ross, who knows a lot about like you know bioengineering and all that stuff. And wants to see if maybe she can find out what exactly killed Tony. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like the chemical didn't even get into Stark's body at all. As they see under the microscope, like, the needle was, like, ruptured. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, almost like something, like, shot out of it. Mm -hmm. Right? And, you know, Black Widow's very much like, this is just strange. Maybe it's nanobots, I don't know. And uh, she does a little bit of uh, noticing that, like, is there somebody else here with us? And Betty's like, no. No. What are you talking about? No one's in here. The, the picture, that uh, that piece of delivery stuff, I, I don't know who left that. I mean, that was probably a student or something. I don't know. And and Nick sort of calls uh, Black Widow and tells him the bad news, that Clinton's dead. She's very, uh, you know, upset because, mm -hmm. you know, they're friends. They've, gone, they've been, you know, they go Budapest. way back. Yeah, Budapest and stuff. And, you know, Nick pretty much is like, listen, I need you to find Banner, and you two got to get someplace safe. Because it seems like they're targeting my candidates for the Avengers. And Black Widow sort of like, you know, 
I don't think I need to look that far for Banner because yeah, he's hiding out here, and because uh, of course this is, this is Incredible Hulk. Yeah, and much like in the in, in the in the Incredible Hulk movie, um, the army shows up. Uh, General Ross shows up, and you know, wants to take Bruce alive, and uh, someone shot at Bruce. Yeah, someone just shoots Bruce in the arm, and like, the Blackwell's like, "Yo, what the hell, Ross?" And it's like. Was that? I told you guys to hold your fire. It's like that wasn't who shot that. It's like I, I, it wasn't me. Was so, me, sir? Yeah, clearly someone shot him, and uh, that's where uh, Bruce hulks out. Yeah, he hulks out and starts fighting. Yep. Betty Ross tries to calm him down, but something's happening to the Hulk, and he essentially blows up. Yeah. Meanwhile, while all of this is going down, Loki. Oh, yeah. Loki Loki's shows here. up. Yeah. You know, with the, you know, he has, like, the, the, the ice thing from the uh, ice giants and stuff. And he's pretty much like, I'm here to, to avenge the death of Thor, all right? Because one of you guys killed him, and I think it's only fair if I kill all you. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury tries to, you know, does, you know, his best negotiator mode. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, listen, all right, whoever killed your dude has killed two of my own, all right? Mm-hmm. We are not enemies here. And listen, if I we got to work on this together. And Loki's like, tell you what, if what you're saying is true, I want, I want this guy, whoever's killed, you know, I want this dude in mm-hmm. front of me by the end of tomorrow, mm-hmm. like the, you know, the next time the sun rises or whatever. Yeah. And that puts uh, Fury on a time clock. Natasha is. Uh, just hanging out, just going around, trying to find clues. He's in the library, just like hacking into Shield's database, trying to figure out, okay, what's going on here. Clearly, it's all about the Avengers Initiative, and then she finds out something, and then because she found out, she's get taken out. Yeah, whoever has been killing the event, these uh, Avengers candidates, uh, finds Natasha and. Uh, you know, uh, takes her out. But before uh, she gets killed, she leaves a message for Nick Fury saying, it's all about hope. It's hope. Mm-hmm. It's all about hope. Uh, which Nick sort of plays over and over again. You know? And uh, Coulson's very much like... So they're all, they've are they been targeting all these Avengers and candidates and stuff. Like, what do we do now? But the thing is, Fury's like, they didn't take count all the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And that's where he sort of looks at his uh, old... Captain uh, Marvel. Uh, what was it? Locator watch? No. No, it's a pager. Yeah. The pager, the, the contact, uh, Carol Danvers. And you think he's going to do that, but he's more sort of... Uh, I think I, I know. Because he sort of like puts two and two together about mm-hmm. this whole hope thing. And he decides to drive off. Heads to San Francisco to the grave of Hope Van Dyke. Yes, because that is the, the, the change of what if. What if Hope became a, um, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Mm-hmm. Which leads to her death and leads to the killer being Hank Pym. Yep. Who I'm pretty sure basically... it's a, His costume is very much the Ant-Man costume, but, but combined with the Yellow Jacket costume costume or just simply jello jacket costume yeah but with the ant-man helmet though true because it is a different helmet yeah 
And, you know, Hank Pym pretty much blames Nick for, uh, you know, basically uh, killing his daughter. And uh, he tries to fight uh, Nick, but very quickly realizes that Nick Fury is doing a whole lot of... What the fuck are you? Yeah, he's, like, doing all these flips and stuff, and he's like, you're spry for a man your age. That's That's a little weird. And now he's teleporting, and he's creating clones of himself. Mm-hmm. And it's like... What what are you doing, Nick? What's going on? What do you do to me? And it turns out it's Loki. Loki, uh, Nick has told Loki about all of this, and Loki has now uh, pretty much taken his fun with Hank Pym and is going to take him away and probably kill him. Yep, because he wanted a body for a body. Eye for an eye. Yep. But afterwards, uh, Loki's like, you know what? I feel like, uh, I feel like staying here on Earth for a couple more days. To Nick, but and to Nick's surprise, like, what do you mean by a couple more days? And by the end of the week, he ends up taking over all of Earth. Yep, he's at the UN, sort of uh, broadcasting his speech from Avengers 1. You know, that like, humans were made to be ruled, and I'm just here to fulfill your destiny. And we see Nick Fury and Phil Coson with the... Uh, the grave. Uh, I mean, the, the, the coffin, caskets. Yeah, the caskets of uh, all these... Heroes that they wanted to recruit for the Avengers, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sort of like, which I find funny how each of them have their, their emblem on there. Yeah, like, um, like there's like a, uh, 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 an apron or canvas or whatever on top of the caskets that all have like emblems of them, of the things. Which I'm like, man, must have. Uh, I'm surprised they were able to whip up a emblem for Thor so fast. <laughs> yeah, it's like. It's 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 like the joke they make about um Lex Luthor in uh Batman vs Superman where he had like their logos ready yeah, for each yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, what? Why would Nick already have? He didn't like because Black Widow and Hawkeye were in consideration. They weren't you know for it, but they were like on the list. Yeah. But aside from that, you know, um, he he has a speech where like you know, there's always. A chance to avenge, and you know, there's always hope, which is reiterated by the watcher at the end of the episode because Nick Fury finds Captain America. Yes, because as because in the timeline, in finding Captain America is like the last thing that happens at the end of the of that week. Yeah, right. Because he was remember he was considered dead. Yeah, he they didn't even know that he was still out there. Yeah, so he was always an outlier in the Avengers. You know listings mm-hmm. and as soon it, i love the way it ends because he's like because like, you know he wipes it you know he sees the shield he's like good to have you back cap as captain marvel's right behind him i was like yeah let's go and she's like all right so uh who we fighting and uh yeah and uh which ho- probably leads to a sort of a new avengers team with captain marvel captain america and probably a bunch of other heroes uh, falcon maybe Falcon, um, War Machine. Yeah. Because remember, I think by that point, he already had, he already took the, the War Machine, uh... War Machine suit. He already yeah. had it, yeah. And, who knows, maybe both Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Uh, they're, they weren't around, though. No, but later on, I'm saying. Yeah, later on, they probably would have picked them up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, uh, that is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I do agree with you. I think this is probably the best one yet. You know? Like, this one, I think, really goes... In like uh okay this is like some crazy shit oh no yeah there's there I feel like at the same time you know the animation kind of holds it back because 
like I don't hate the animation for What If, but there are times I'm like I really like it, but there are times I'm like oh man I really don't like it. Like Hulk's whole look throughout the show was not great. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was fine. Well, it was probably because when it was blowing up, I was like, Ugh. yeah, there's too many like bold. It just did look very distracting to me. Yeah. But essentially, you know, um, I think I think I think this is the episode that tells you like, okay, yeah, we can, we're gonna go do more crazy stuff like this because this has always been like what ifs, you know, territory. Like, how crazy can we go? Uh-huh. You know, what's the most interesting one? Um, I really like the whole who've done it because the way they played it out was so good. Like you, like just saying, yeah, it's Hank Pym, but the reveal, the way they revealed it was so well done. Because first, at first, I was like, it's probably Hydra because it would be Hydra. Yeah, like the people that are, uh, you know, putting uh, Black Widow in handcuffs are uh, the Hydra dudes. Yeah, the Hydra members in Shield. So it it does sort of like maybe it's Hydra, maybe they know about the Avengers initiative and they're the what if is that they decide to go and take them out. Yeah, before they before they reform. Yeah, but then you get like just weird like inconsistencies like with the Hawkeye thing, it's like well, how were they able to kill Hawkeye? Like, like no one even let them in. Like Phil even like tells like the guards like, Did you let anybody in here? It's like No we didn't. It's like how how could they kill Hawkeye? Yeah, you know how how are they able to do that without even like breaking in, or like any evidence of like, in like any kind of form of infliction, like no, no uh, shots, no anything, like the the person left no you know, no way of finding out how he died. Yeah, and it's like how did he pull that off? And then like you know, later on you know the Hulk thing. Like how how did, how were you able to kill off the Hulk? Because like you know, remember, Hulk couldn't die, so he went inside of Hulk to kill him. Because like throughout the episode, when the reveal was done, they they showed like how he was able to you know to stop to kill. He went going to Tony's heart. Um, I'm guessing he was he shocked. Um, uh, Clint, uh, you know, fucking uh, expanded the heart Hulk's heart so it caused him to explode. So on and so forth. Did they show Black Widow? I don't think they show Black Widow. No, they don't show it. They only just show that uh, he's fighting her. Yeah. Um, with uh, Thor, like it shows that like uh, Hank Pym caused uh, like ca- like sort of like messed with uh, Clint's hand to like make to make him let go of the arrow mm-hmm. to just kill him. Yeah, and like, cause like when they were when when that's what I'm saying, like the way they revealed, cause at first I was like, that's probably Hydra, but then later on when she was like getting ready to fight someone, and but we never saw who it was. And for me, I thought it was Ghost from Iron Man Two. Maybe she wanted revenge on on everyone, even the Shield agents. And then when she was like, it was all hope. I was like, oh, is it Hope Van Dyne? Is she the one who's causing? And I was kind of right, but at the wrong, you know. <laughs> the wrong uh, Ant-Man Wasp character. Yeah, I was definitely leaning towards potentially, uh, I don't know, like... Because I think I was kind of close. I was thinking of someone that may have stolen pin particles. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, uh... When thinking about how Clint died, it's like, there's no way that anybody could have killed him like that. Unless they mm-hmm. shrunk. But I was thinking, but who would have been able to steal pin particles? Yeah. Which, it had to be, you know, 
Hank because he's the only one who actually one already knows how to make the paint particles, or two like Hydro because they would probably have weird access to find out what it, how it is, you know how it's done. Mm-hmm. But like I don't know, it is just it was such a good reveal and just the way they handled each death. Personally, I feel like Hawkeye's was probably the most um, was probably the best. Not saying because it was the bloodiest or anything like that, but it just like it really because his death really threw you out the loop. Yeah, because you're thinking at this point, like, okay, like, you can kind of see where all, like, how how the audience would think they died, but with Clint, it's, like, a very clear, like, okay, this is just... Okay, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, how did this even happen? Yeah. Like... Like, Hulk, yeah, he blew up from the inside. There's not even a noose in the room. He couldn't even hang himself, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's just, there's no way, Hawkeye couldn't kill himself. Who killed Hawkeye? Yeah, and, and even and even they were like, yeah, we didn't let anyone in. We are like, literally, you can check the tapes. We let no one in. And it's like, but how? How did you? Like, it's, like, it's one of those things that, like, like, like I'm saying, it throws you out, throws you out the loop. You didn't expect it coming out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it, it completely changes whatever you were thinking, whatever theory anyone was thinking at the time, where it's like, okay, all right. I, you can kind of see where maybe how, like, uh, Tony and Thor were killed but then with Hawkeye it's like okay this changes my entire perspective I don't even know anymore yeah <laughs> Jeez, but just like it was done in such a way that was so good like some of my, some people that I know who haven't seen the what if episode yet I was like all I'm saying is that it's a whodunit because if I told you anything it would ruin it and you know and they were like holy shit you were right I'm like no, yeah no shit I was right mm-hmm. but um I am. This is hopefully what we get more from What If, and especially from what I've seen down the line, it seems like it's very much likely. Um, aside from that, you got anything else to say about this episode? No, I, I, I like I said, I agree with you. I think it's probably the best one yet. My only issue probably will still be that some of the voice work needs still needs to be done better. Uh, yeah, probably, but I, I just chalk it up to probably a lot of these, uh, a lot of the actors just don't have that much experience mm-hmm. voicing reading outlines and recording yeah. for a voice line mm-hmm. they're they're probably more comfortable acting it out mm-hmm. and uh they just find it weird to just read off a paper or whatever yeah but uh aside from that i feel like these two are probably great episodes especially the third episode that was just amazing um uh did not, i really had nothing else to say just like wow that was just a great episode uh anything else for you jay uh you said you're good right no, yeah, that's, uh, that, uh, that's it for me. All right, guys, thanks for checking us out. Um, this is the end of the episode. This is where we tell you all the good stuff uh, to help us out. Um, we are on social media, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are very much more active on Instagram uh, at the Centurions. And if you go on the Instagram, you'll find a link tree to all the podcast sites we are officially a part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all that good stuff. And we are also have a link to... We also have a link to our YouTube where you, all you audio listeners out there can put a face to the voice and you'll be able to, you know, still support us in that form of way with with YouTube. You know how it is. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell icon, all that good stuff. And we have a Patreon where you guys can help us out in any form of way. It will take it and any, you know, payment really can. And yeah, what if is turning out to be another massive hit from Marvel? Yeah, it, it it really is, uh, you know, sort of living up to uh, 
the expectations of just sort of a uh, what if show, you know, like it really is sort of uh, doing a lot to go. Let's just do some crazy shit. Let's do something that people won't expect. Right. Yeah. Anyways, that be the it's the that's it, and hopefully we'll pump back for more of this. It's been me, your boy Eli. It's been me, Joe, and we are the Centurions. Hope you guys have a good one. Peace.